I want to say good morning. My name is Patty Thompson, and I am on the conference, the Midwest Conference staff, and I greet you on behalf of our staff. My husband, Brent Thompson, is here with me as well, and I know many of you know Brent, and you probably know us a little bit, those of you that went to camp last summer because we were blessed to spend the weekend with you. So it's really good to be here today, and we had a great turnout for our prayer workshop before, and you'll get to hear a little bit of that as I share with you this morning. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Lord, open the eyes of our hearts so we can hear your voice and respond to your call. Amen. Do you remember as a kid playing the game telephone? You know, you'd get in a circle, and the first person would whisper something into the next person's ear, and they would try to make it difficult for them to hear, jumble it up, or say it real fast, and then it would go on around the circle, and then the last person is supposed to tell you what they heard, right? And usually it was something crazy, it was all mixed up, you didn't know what it was, and and as a listener, you wanted to say to them, hey... Start all over again. That wasn't fair. You didn't say that right. You know you couldn't really say that because you knew whatever you heard, you had to share with them. It didn't seem like a very good deal, did it? Now the good news is, fortunately, that is not how it is in our relationship with God. He doesn't try to mix it all up. He doesn't try to jumble it or make it difficult for us to hear. But our posture as a listener it needs to be a little bit similar to the posture of the listener in the telephone game. We want to be listening intently. Maybe we even put our ear up to say, God, what are you saying to me? We want to be present. We want to be still because we want to hear from God. And in truth, we struggle to hear the voice of God. We want it, we desire it, but sometimes it's hard. I serve as a spiritual director, and spiritual directors companion people on their spiritual journey. And I hear from a lot of people that they really want to hear from God, but they're just not quite sure how to do it. So we have to ask, what does that mean to hear from God? It's mysterious. Sometimes it's even confusing. So we have to learn how to be better listeners in order to connect with God. We have to learn how to put ourselves in the right posture to hear God's voice. So this morning, we are going to spend a little time with 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 13. We're going to look at some of the principles that we see in that text and see if we can't apply them to our lives and our ability to hear from God. So hear the word of the Lord as I read 1 Samuel 3, 1 through 13. The boy Samuel ministered before the Lord under Eli. In those days, the word of the Lord was rare. There were not many visions. One night, Eli, whose eyes were becoming so weak that he could barely see, was lying down in his usual place. The lamp of God had not yet gone out, and Samuel was lying down in the house of the Lord, where the ark of God was. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. 
And he ran to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call you, go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. A third time the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, here I am, you called me. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, oh, I think I'm off here. Better? Okay. So Eli, I'm sorry about that. Then Eli realized that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, go and lie down. And if he calls you, say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. The Lord came and stood there, calling as at the other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And the Lord said to Samuel, See, I am about to do something in Israel that will make the ears of everyone who hears about it tingle. At that time, I will carry out against Eli everything I spoke against his family from the beginning to the end. For I told him that I would judge his family forever because of the sin he knew about. His sons blasphemed God, and he failed to restrain him. All right, let's begin by looking at the context and the characters in this story. First of all, we have Eli. Eli was a prophet. He served in the temple in preparing for worship. He was very devout, but he was not such a great parent. His sons were unruly, and he was not able to keep them from, as God put it, being blasphemous to God. Eli, like all of us, he was not perfect, but his desire was to serve God. And then there's Samuel. Samuel was Hannah's son, and you may remember Hannah. She so desperately wanted to have a child, and she prayed and prayed, and finally found out she was going to have a baby. And she was so excited that she dedicated that child to the Lord. So as soon as Samuel was weaned, he went to stay in the temple and to learn and to grow under Eli as his assistant. Now, the scriptures say that at the time of Eli and Samuel, the word of the Lord was very rare. They were not hearing much from God at that time. We know that God spoke audibly to Moses and to Joshua, but then for three centuries, there wasn't much from God. So why did the people not hear God? Maybe they weren't listening. Maybe they didn't really want to hear what God had to say to him. We have to ask ourselves, are we so different today? I mean, even in casual conversations, do we really listen to one another? And how many times have you been in a conversation and maybe you've shared a whole lot and then you've turned to the person and they've said, what did you say? You know how disheartening this can be. You've been on both ends and I have too, both as a listener And as the sharer, it's kind of like when you're on your cell phone and the call gets dropped, you know, and you've just gone on and on and on and explained it all. And then you look and, oh, they didn't hear a word I said. It can be pretty disheartening. Some of us just naturally aren't really good listeners. 
We get distracted, we're not focused, we're not hearing, we don't put ourselves in the right posture, but listening is critically important. The word listen, it means to give attention to. And in order to give attention to, we have to, like Samuel, develop our listening skills. Now, the Lord called Samuel three times before Eli realized, oh, this is God. And he told him to lay down and to say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. And that's exactly what happened. And then God communicated to Samuel. But you know what he told him? It was a hard message. It wasn't such a great thing to hear. It was important, and he needed to convey it. But we have to remember that not everything God says to us tickles our ears. So first we have to decide, do we want to hear from God? And then, how do we develop our listening skills? How do we listen to God? We may feel like we want to say to God, like in the telephone game, say that again, I can't hear, speak more clearly. But if we follow some basic practices that we see in this text, we will put ourselves in a position to hear the word of the Lord. So the first thing that we have to do is we have to get to know God. Now Samuel and Eli, they worked closely together. Eli was in many ways like a father to Samuel. He had left his parents, left his family, and he was, uh, Eli was training Samuel. They spent a lot of time together. So, of course, when, when Samuel heard someone calling, he went to Eli and said, What do you want? What do you need? But, whoa. <laughs> Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not yet been revealed to him. So first of all, we have to remember that if we want to know God, if we want to hear from God, we have to get to know God. This means knowing more than just about him. We can read about God in God's word. We can know him in our head, but... We have to really hear him. We have to know him in our heart. We have to have a revelation of who God is and his love for us. So you know what it's like when you want to get to know someone? You meet a new friend, and you're like, oh, let's get to know each other. What do you do? You sit down and you have a conversation. You ask them questions. They ask you questions. You get to know each other. Some of us are not so good at the question-asking part. We just kind of want to talk about ourselves. But if you're going to have a relationship of mutuality, you both have to ask and you have to listen. And this is how it is with our relationship with God. When we begin a relationship with God, we want to tell him all about what our needs are, what our desires are. We may have a whole list of things for him. But as the relationship deepens... We're not always just bringing him things. We want to experience God. We want to allow him to love us. Now, many of you have been married for a long time, or maybe you've had a friend for a long time. And you know what it's like after you haven't seen each other and you catch up, and you have a lot to share with each other. 
And then all of a sudden, you kind of settle into this comfortable silence. And then maybe as you're with each other, you might remember something else and then share that. But there is something beautiful about just being together. And then when you're telling someone about this person, you, you can explain the nuances of what they say because you know them. You know them at a deeper level than just knowing their name or knowing something about them. Clarity of understanding is born out of relationship and experience. God wants us to be in a relationship with him. He wants us to be both speaking and listening. We have to take seriously the command that says, Be still and know that I am God. God asks us to take this posture of stillness. Now, this is not an easy thing to do in our world today. Everything is demanding our attention. Look at me, watch me, read me, get on Facebook and check me out. We are just constantly being bombarded. Okay, okay, he's God. He can speak to us whenever he wants and however he wants, and we all know that. But if we want to hear from God, if we have that desire, we need to put ourselves in a posture to hear. And that's what Samuel did after Eli instructed him. He said, go lie down and say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Samuel was listening to Eli, his trusted friend and mentor. And we all do this. We all go to people that we trust and we ask them, what do you think? Can you speak? We don't say it exactly like this, but in some ways we're saying, can you speak to me what God might say? And we are all capable of hearing for the, from the Lord for ourselves. Now, I want to be really clear here because there is a balance in this. We need both. We need to be still and present before God, but we also need trusted friends, what I like to call soul friends in our life. But our tendency, I don't know about you, but mine is to go to people first. And I have a friend that says, but you know what? I need Jesus with skin on. Well, we do, but we have to know who Jesus is in order to look for Jesus with skin on. It's so important that we have these friends, but it's also important that we go to God directly and listen to him. So the most important piece in hearing from God is to get to know him. We need to know him. And it is out of relationship that we understand who God is and that we hear clearly. But we also must listen to God in community. Now, how do we know if we're hearing from God or if it's the indigestion from the pizza we ate last night? We wake up in the middle of the night and we want to know, okay, God, what do you have to say, say to me? I was leading a retreat for some pastor or for a staff and a leadership team, and we were talking about discernment. And the pastor said, you know, I wake up in the middle of the night and I hear from God, but I also go to my leaders I go to my staff and I talk to them about what I have heard because I don't always hear completely clear and I need the help and the discernment and the guidance of other people so that I know I've heard from God. 
Now, I mentioned that what we need, we need this community around us. We need what I like to call soul friends. And what are soul friends? Soul friends are people that care deeply about us. They get beyond asking, what did you do last weekend? What did you have last night for dinner? They want to know what's happening in our spirits. They want to know what's happening deep down inside. And these are amazing friends. And we gather together with them in groups. And we hear, we discern what has the Lord said. Now, this idea of gathering in small groups to listen to God, this is not a new concept. It has been happening since the beginning of time, and it has been formalized all throughout church history. In fact, our own denomination, the Evangelical Covenant, that's when they started, and they were called Mission Friends. That's what they used to do, is gather in these small groups. And they had two questions that they centered on. One is where is it written? Where in God's word do you see this? And the other one is how goes your walk? And when we gathered in our workshop this morning during the Sunday school hour, we talked about a small group experience in prayer called listen. It gives space for God to speak and for us to hear. And much like the mission friends of long ago in the Evangelical Covenant Church, asking Is the Holy Spirit speaking? And what is the Holy Spirit saying? We want to hear from God, and we need to confirm what we have heard with trusted friends. God just like will help us to discern, just like God helped Samuel to discern, putting Eli in his life. Samuel grew up, and he came to know the Lord. And he heard from God. And it says in 1 Samuel 3.19 that the Lord was with Samuel as he grew up. And let none of Samuel's words fall to the ground. Samuel became a prophet. He anointed the first two kings of Israel. But he had to learn how to listen to God. So we have a question about how do we hear? How do we hear from God today? Well, is God still speaking today? Do we audibly hear from God today? We know that in Elijah, Elijah in 1 Kings 19, God was not found in the wind. He was not found in the earthquake or the fire, but in a gentle whisper or a still, small voice. So today, there are, probably aren't many people that literally hear from God, although he's God and it may happen, but God does speak. And so what are some of the ways that we hear from God today? Well, we hear from God through his word. And this may be a primary way that we hear from God. His word is a love letter to us. It's more than a list of commands. We see sometimes these commands in the Old Testament, sometimes in the New Testament. Sometimes they get confusing. But when we look at the overarching story of God, When we look at God's love for us that is seen through redemption, we know that God has much to say to us through his word. If we will listen, if we will put ourselves in a posture to hear. We also hear from God through people, through other people. We know that prophets all throughout scripture, thus say the Lord, and they have spoken, and they have spoken on behalf of God. Today, 
I don't think we're quite so interested in listening to prophetic voices, especially if they don't line up with what we believe. But we have to remember that at times, like what Samuel heard for Eli, that sometimes things that God says are difficult to hear. They're hard truths. And we have to ask ourselves, do we want to hear the hard truth? Really, God can use anything to speak to us. He can use nature. He can use music. He can use art. He even used a donkey in the Old Testament. I want to share with you a story about when Brent and I heard from God. He used the newspaper to speak to us. So when Brent and I had small children, I had a real desire to be a foster parent. But I did not want to tell him that because I didn't want to impose my desire on him. So I just sensed that I should pray about it. And so I prayed and just continued to do life. And at the time, Brent was working at a bank, and he was on a United Way board. And he came home from a meeting one day with the United Way board, and he said to me, have you ever thought about being a foster parent? Well, I just started crying, and I was like, oh, my gosh, I couldn't believe that this would be how God would work. And, yes, I have thought about it, and we talked about it, and said, okay, well, let's just pray about it, and we'll see what God has to say. So we went to bed that night, and the next morning we woke up, front page, front and center on the newspaper was a huge article about the need for foster parenting. Well, we took that as God speaking to us, and then, of course, we went to those people that are important in our lives, to our community, and we talked to them about it, and they prayed with us and for us and confirmed, and we went ahead with that journey, and we became foster parents. And then, years later, which is a whole other story, we became adoptive parents. Now, it has not been an easy journey. It has been a hard truth, and little did we know even at the time how difficult it would be. But we would both say we would do it all again because it's been a refining journey. It's been an opportunity for God to mold and shape us and our family. But it was, like I said, it it was difficult. It was a difficult, difficult truth. But we put ourselves in a position to hear from God, and God spoke, And we responded. So what's really important is that we have to, in order to hear God, we have to have that listening posture. We have to slow down. We have to take some solitude. We have to, like like Samuel say, speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. Now, we are not always so thrilled with this silence and solitude piece. I mean, we can hardly put down our phones for a few minutes. But if we are willing to place ourselves in God's presence, we will hear from him. And then we can go to those people that are important to us, our soul friends, and we can see if what we're hearing lines up with God's character and his word. Samuel heard from God a message that he had to convey to Eli. And it was not an easy message because it was judgment on Eli. Eli didn't really want to hear this message, but yet he did. He wanted to hear it because he knew it was from God. And then Eli trusted God's will for his life. Do we really want to hear from God, even if he has something difficult for us to hear? 
What if he individually or collectively tells us we need to repent of our attitudes or our actions? It's so easy to say, you know, I haven't really done anything wrong. And yet we live in a world where people are oppressed and marginalized every day. And are we part of that system? During this week, Lent begins. Lent is a wonderful time to pause, to reflect, even to repent, to change our ways. Maybe God has something that he wants us individually and us collectively to hear and to respond to. God is speaking. Are we ready to listen? If so, it starts with a relationship with him. Then it involves being in community with others and sharing what we've heard. If you're challenged by this message and you want to put yourself in a position to hear from God both personally and for First Covenant, then I encourage you to join in this prayer initiative called Listen. It's happening for the next four weeks during Lent. You will meet once a week for an hour, and there is a structure to your prayer time, and it's not too late to be a part of it, even if you miss the workshop this morning. They all got it so well, they'll definitely be able to explain it to you. So if you're in a small group, you can do it with your small group. If you are not part of a small group, Pastor Evans said that you can sign up and join a group. And then at the end of the prayer initiative, we're going to gather back together and we're going to hear what has God said? What are the themes? What is God speaking? I am going to be praying for you as you are listening. Let's pray. Lord, may we hear. May we be open. May we be willing even to hear the hard truths. May we have the correct posture. And may we experience you. In your name we pray. Amen.